guys. Welcome back to Mommyhood Redeemed. I'm here with my friend Lauren. Hey, guys. So, Lauren, anything exciting going on in your life right now? You know, no. It's just been a long time since we've been able to record. And I know life is just crazy. It's summertime. There's a lot going on. And I know you're kind of (laughs) in the trenches right now with uh, potty training. How's that going? Yes. Potty training number three. Definitely, I think, one of the low points of parenting. Um, no, in all honesty, it's uh, it's going good now that we're kind of over the hump. But definitely, um, I forget. Like I, I think at times, oh, yeah, diapers are so annoying. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? They actually make your life easier sometimes. Yeah, it can definitely be a little bit messy. Yes. Anyways, we are so excited to jump into today's topic of loneliness um, and just loneliness and motherhood and how the gospel really impacts that. I think that in this day and age, because we are constantly connected uh, digitally through social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, um, on our phones, text messaging, um, Snapchat, all those different platforms, we have this a false sense of being connected to everybody at all times. Mm -hmm. And so you would think that we would feel never alone, that we would feel super connected to friends and to family and to everybody. But I think it actually enhances our loneliness. I think we see pictures of other people and these ideas of what their life is like. And we feel like we know them, even though we don't know them at all. And we kind of do the same thing on our own social media pages and try and promote this idea of maybe what we want our life to look like or what we're really thinking, but nobody really even knows what we're feeling or what's going on inside of our heart. And there really isn't community the way that God intended it for it to be. There isn't this face-to-face interaction and um, relationship and accountability that I think scripture really talks about. Instead, it's just this false sense of community. And it really is enhancing our loneliness. So we aren't doing life with people the way that it was intended to look. Don't you think Lauren? Yeah, I totally agree with that. And thinking about that specific, excuse me, I think we can all really relate to having dealt with loneliness at one time or another, uh, whether it was lost friends or a broken relationship within our families because of the gospel, or maybe even just because you stood up for something that you believed in and didn't follow the crowd. Uh, Jesus himself actually understood what loneliness was. Uh, in Isaiah 53, 3, uh, it says, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And really like what a comforting thought that truly is that Jesus himself can empathize with us in our loneliness. Um, I think about the reality that he was the God man. He was sinless. He was perfect. And how lonely that must have felt. It's kind of an interesting thought to think. Um, He lived with sinful parents and siblings. He did ministry with sinful friends. And he was so different than them. He was isolated. And isolated may be the word for how he could have felt at a lot of times in his life. Uh, We see him often turning to prayer. Uh, to his heavenly father, um, which is where he could find true peace and contentment. And John Bloom says, but Jesus's loneliness reached its apex the moment he became sin for us on the cross and was forsaken by his father. 
first he was estranged by single by sinlessness and then from being sin jesus knew supreme rejection and loneliness that's absolutely so true and probably a loneliness that we cannot even come close to understanding uh, i can remember experiencing loneliness obviously throughout my life but there's a few times that stand out to me personally prior to even becoming a mom. There was one time in elementary school and then another time in early college where I think that was the first time that I really truly felt lonely for standing up for something that was right and for the truth and being rejected and uh, just not I guess not being rewarded for standing up for truth and doing what was right, but having to do that and like Christ be despised and forsaken by friends and by people who I trusted and people who I loved. And it was definitely a time that was extremely trying and at the same time, extremely sanctifying because it drove me to my knees. It brought me to a place of understanding that my entire satisfaction, my entire worth, everything was wrapped up in Christ. And apart from him, I was nothing and I have nothing. Uh, So I'm thankful for it, even though it was painful at the time. And I think loneliness kind of comes in motherhood often as well. It's a new season for us. It's unique. It's something we've never experienced, even though we've maybe watched other people mother or we had a mom of our own. I know I had a false image in my head of, oh, this is what a mommy is. Like you play house when you're little, or even when you babysit, you think, oh, this is what it's like, but no, it's not. Uh, (laughs) It can definitely leave you feeling lonely and isolated from your family, from your friends. And I think even from your husband, Mm -hmm. I remember that shortly after I became a mom, I didn't really have a lot of friends that were moms yet. A lot of my friends weren't even married. And so I automatically got thrown into this category all by myself where nobody I felt like could understand anything I was going through, the sleepless nights, the nursing and all of that. And nobody could relate to me. And I remember times sitting on my couch crying to my husband because I felt like he didn't understand me either and saying like, my life is not what I thought it was going to be as a mom and I am never going to have my life back again. And it wasn't because I wasn't, you know, I didn't love my baby. I was in love with him and I loved being a mom. I just think I had all these expectations and it just was totally different than what I thought it was going to be. The sleepless nights, the nursing challenges, the nap schedules, like who thought babies had a nap like all the time when they were born? Like I thought babies just took one nap a day or they had to eat all the time. Like those things you just don't know. And here I am going from, you know, just being a wife and working to all of a sudden being thrown into this full time stay at home mama where I was not interacting with adults anymore other than my husband, you know, at night. And yeah, I I had social media or texting or whatever, but I wasn't, it just was totally different. I was with this little baby who didn't talk and didn't really give me anything back. And it was hard. Um, I, I definitely felt alone at times and it was trying to try and figure out like, why, what is my purpose? What am I doing? What is the Lord calling me to do? And then, 
you know, you add more kids into the mix and there's new challenges and you kind of start to figure out a little bit, okay, like how to be a mom and it's not as hard or as daunting maybe the second time around, but there's still loneliness, you know, in those moments too. And you're still with kids all the time and there's not a lot of adult interaction or if there is, it's, you know, a play date or whatever, where the kids are really dominating. I feel like your time even there because they're constantly needing things and whatnot. So loneliness, I think for all moms is something that we experience, whether it's right when you become a mom or different seasons when you're a mama, pregnancy, just all of it combined. I really think that there is going to be loneliness to experience in motherhood. What about you, Lauren? What did motherhood look like for you initially? Um, so I share a lot of what you shared, but I think that, um, one of the biggest things I can remember, and it, it seems a little bit silly now, but it's not silly because I know a lot of moms struggle with it. Um, and it made me feel very lonely and that was breastfeeding. Um, I remember being like so excited when I found out I was pregnant and to be honest, I was so excited to have that bond with my baby to nurse and sit there. And even though it's middle of the night, like just bonding with my baby that way. And, um, you know, when both of my babies were born, I had all these expectations, even though they were preemies and in the NICU, um, that they would still figure it out and be able to nurse. Well, you know, it was a huge struggle for me for three months and I, I was able to nurse them for a few months kind of off and on, but then I had to stop because of some medical issues. And I felt like I was the only mom in the world that was not able to nurse my baby. And I was almost, I felt very lonely when I would see other moms, you know, pull out their cover and start nursing and I had to pull out my bottle and (laughs) feed the baby this evil formula, which is not true. (laughs) That is so awful that moms still feel that way. It is not true. It is not truth. Um, It was, but it was, it was a dark time for me. It was, it was sad and I was upset and I really did feel like the only one. Um, But again, I realized that that's not true. My sweet baby was getting fed and nourished and all the love that he could have gotten. And, um, another time that I was feeling pretty, um, lonely was when my kids were in the NICU. Uh, most people get to bring their babies home the next day or two days later, and people get to come visit them at home and hold their babies. And, you know, I felt lonely why we were in the NICU for eight days with my oldest and 15 days with my little one. And it was lonely. I was, you know, when we had the second baby, uh, my husband had to be home with him and I was in the, the NICU. I was up every three hours trying to feed him and um, I wanted to go home. I wanted to go on a walk with my newborn and my little family, but we were separated and um, it definitely was <laughs> a really hard time. And, um, even now, so if you look at now, my kids are four and six and even now after days and days of like mundane momming, I start to realize how lonely it is to clean and cook and talk to little guys all day and break up fights. And, um, God is so good to be there when we're not lonely and when we're lonely and, despite our extreme dislike of loneliness, God's grace allows it for a season to drive us deeper into his word and prayer in search of 
hope-filled and life-giving oneness with him. And Christ knows that we can't find true and lasting comfort in anyone but himself. And um, by removing the earthly comfort of those people around us, the Lord moves in one of two directions. He either, it's either towards a deeper intimacy with our, with him, with our savior, or towards the, <laughs> the convicting unveiling of a heart that is in sin mm-hmm. and one which ultimately really desires comfort more than Christ. So let's be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm on the side of drawing deeper into his presence when I'm lonely. And sometimes I have a pity party and draw into the sinful comfort of not wanting to be so alone in my circumstances or changes that are happening that I'm just not happy with. So true. And I think we have to realize too, that there's a difference between being alone and loneliness. So there are people who are alone a lot like mothers, but they're not lonely. And then there's people who aren't alone, like they're around people all the time, but yet they're really lonely. Mm -hmm. And God didn't create us uh, to be self-sufficient. He didn't create us to be alone. We look back in Genesis and we see that after God created Adam, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And he created Eve, a helper, suitable and fit for him. And first and foremost, God says it's not good for man to be alone because as Lauren mentioned, it's, it's a desire and this need for relationship and for fulfillment and satisfaction that can only be found in Christ. And then by his grace and his goodness, he's allowed us to, to see his goodness and his faithfulness and his glory in giving us good godly relationships as well, like a husband. And those fulfill us and those bring us joy as well and do satisfy, but nothing like Christ can satisfy. He created us to crave relationship and he wants us to crave the relationship with him first and foremost above all things. Mm -hmm. So loneliness doesn't always have to be sinful, but it can quickly turn into sin when we respond to it, as Lauren mentioned, with the wrong heart and the wrong attitude. It can become enslaving to us. It can lead us into a path of other sins like anxiety and fear and despair and hopelessness and even distrusting in our good and loving God. We can stop in those moments and look back to Christ's example. There were many times in scripture where we see him pull away from his disciples and pull away from his even his ministry to others and go off alone So he's alone, but in those moments, he wasn't lonely because he was where he needed to be. And that was in fellowship with the father. He was praying. He was talking to him. He was pouring out his heart and having that bond with his heavenly father. And that's such a perfect example for us when we feel lonely and we, you know, in those everyday moments with our kiddos where we're exhausted and we're drained. And even though we're doing so much and there's little people all around us we're empty and we're just lonely. Mm -hmm. And that's God tugging on our hearts and saying, come to me, come fill yourself with me because I'm the only one who can satisfy you. And I know for myself in those times when I do respond rightly and come to him, I, I get filled up and I have energy and I have excitement and renewed joy and renewed hope and strength because only he can provide those things. And as moms, we're going to often you know, be thrown into lots of different changes. We 
we have new babies and new seasons of life and potty training and elementary school and all these decisions that we have to make. And so there's so many temptations for us to be lonely or feel discouraged uh, that might lead us into loneliness, like Lauren said, because we're not doing something away that we think we're supposed to, or we have all these expectations of how life was supposed to be or how it's supposed to look because we see it or we hear it. We compare ourselves to other people and we get shattered and disappointed, Mm -hmm. but those are not true things. Those are not the way that God intended for us to, um, to, are not the things that God intended for us to look at or to compare ourselves to. He doesn't want those things to lead us to loneliness, um, to lead us to, to looking to the world or to looking to others to give us, you know, thumbs up that we're doing something right or that things are going the way that we want them to go. So we have to first identify, okay, where is this stemming from? Are we feeling alone because we are craving a relationship from the Lord, which is a good thing? Or is it because we have false expectations and we're trying to find our identity in something else other than Christ? So first and foremost, start there. Is your identity found in Christ? Remember, he is the only answer to your loneliness. You're not going to find it in your earthly relationships. Even your most precious earthly relationship, which most likely is your spouse, your husband, that he's fallible. He's sinful. He's not going to satisfy and fulfill you the way that Christ will. He's a good gift that the Father has given us, but he is not perfect, and he's going to let you down. And in those moments, we turn to the Lord and we remember, okay, you're my satisfaction. You're all I need. You're everything to me. In Psalm 63, we read, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. That's so convicting to me because I'm like, how often am I like that? Do I really thirst for the Lord? Do I earnestly seek him every moment of every day? Because that's what he wants. And our loneliness should drive us to that pursuit. So we remember that we're new creations as Paul talks about in second Corinthians and, and John talks about in first John, how we're loved by God. He first loved us. And I love in the Old Testament how we see pictures of God just walking with his people. And so, mamas, we have to remember we're loved by God. We're his. He works with us. He works in us. And it's a beautiful thing. And so we, you know, when we have those moments where we're feeling lonely, we can just stop and remind ourselves of truth, look to Christ's example of what he did when he felt lonely, and pour our hearts out to him, dive into his word, remind ourselves of true truth from the word, uh, which will bring us joy, even if our circumstances maybe aren't the way that we want them to. And then just remember that our first calling is that we're his daughter. And so once we realize that, then we can go, okay, God has called me to be a mom in this season. And it's just a season. It may last for 18 years. We don't know when the Lord will take our children from us. We don't know how long God's called us to be a mother for And so when we shift our perspective and we see, okay, our first and foremost calling is to be a Christian, a daughter of the King, to share the gospel, to be a light to this world. And in that, God has called me to be a mama right now. We can start to say, okay, you know what? I'm sacrificing my time, my energy, my life for the love of others because it brings glory to God. And because this is what he's called me to do at this time. And I don't need to be lonely in it because there's purpose in it. I'm doing something to bring glory to the God who loves me, to the God who saves me. 
And even when I don't see maybe blessing or I don't see fruit or I don't see, I don't see even purpose in what I'm doing, we can remind ourselves of truth that no, this is a calling from the Lord. There is purpose. There is good in what you're doing. And second, we have to realize that change in life, like any kind of change when we become a mom or whatever it might be, different season of motherhood will lead us to pursue things that are uncomfortable. So I think that a lot of times when we become new mamas, it's like, oh, I, I lost all my friends that don't have mom, don't have kids that aren't moms. And now I have to make new friends and it's too much work. I don't have time for that. Like it was so easy to make friends when I was in mm-hmm. high school or college. And, you know, and now it's hard because it's uncomfortable and I have to go out of my way and talk to the mom at the park or the mom at, you know, church or in my Bible study or whatever it might be. But God gives us those uncomfortable seasons um, in our life to push us out of our, out of our comfort zone, to get out of sight of ourselves, to be selfless and to pursue others. We need to be bold. We need to go and connect with moms that are younger than us, that we might be an example to that are the same as us in the same stage of life who we can come alongside and encourage and just kind of walk through this season with. And then moms who are older and who have already been there and can be an encourager and an exhorter to us. And we can laugh with these moms and share truth with them, have accountability. And I think it's just the common grace of God and a good gift to us to help us when we are lonely. You know, we can connect with these moms and say, I'm feeling lonely. And they can remind us, hey, get in the word. Hey, let me pray for you. But then also we can spend time with them and enjoy, you know, going out to dinner or doing something fun with our girlfriends or doing a Bible study with them. And those are all good things too, to combat loneliness. They're good gifts that God has given us in those friendships. Because again, God has told us it isn't good for a man to be alone. He designed us to be in community. He didn't design us to function by ourselves and kind of back to that whole social media thing. You know, we don't, that's not God's design for community. It's within the church. He designed us to have those relationships within our local church within the body of Christ where we can connect with other moms who are the same as us, who are different than us. We can be encouraged by moms who have walked similar trials as we've walked. It talks about in um, Corinthians, second Corinthians one, how God comforts us in our afflictions so that we can comfort others in their afflictions. And that's such a beautiful thing, how God uses our trials, which we may think are pointless and wasteful, Um, for good because they're not he's using those to bless others and to minister to others so mamas um, and then also he wants us to step out of our comfort zone and reach out to those moms you know at the park or school or wherever who don't know him and to show these mamas you know who are lonely too that their true joy and satisfaction will never come in the things of this world but only in Christ Uh, you know, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes intention and sacrifice, but it's so valuable and it's so crucial in our walk with the Lord. And it's just a practical way that we can combat our loneliness. So awesome. Preach it girl. That was so true. And of course we can also combat loneliness by being intentional with our spouses. And me and Vanessa's prayer and hope is that you're comfortable enough with your spouse that you can share your feelings of loneliness Um, So they too can pray and be intentional in making the effort to help you. Um, And one of the most cherished and true pieces of advice I've received um, in helping to create that bond with your husband and to flush loneliness away is to study them. And what I mean by that is really get to know what your spouse, 
who they are. Uh, what do they like to eat? What's their favorite color? What kind of creamer in their coffee do they like? Um, figure out what makes them tick and um, surprise them with little things that make them happy. Be joy to them and um, prayerfully they'll reciprocate and even sit down and talk to your spouse about um, being intentional with this. So you both know you are on the same page. And um, at least for me, feeling like you know your husband inside and out and that they know you and and want to know you has really helped me when I feel lonely in my marriage. And of course, going to Christ and, and praying, be in the word moms, be in the word, pray, tell the Lord that you're lonely, tell him that you need help, tell him that um, you need people. And I promise he is such a good, good God. He will answer that prayer, whether it's what you thought it would be or not. Uh, he will answer it and uh, he'll fill your, fill that hole of loneliness with himself. And like anything else in motherhood, loneliness can be real. It can come, it can go just as we walk through this season of motherhood. But we just have to remember that it's an opportunity for us to take our eyes off of ourselves and to run to the cross and put them back on Christ and to just bring him glory in everything that we do. So thanks so much for listening today. And we look forward to continuing on this journey with you as we all seek to redeem, redeem mommyhood every day for God's glory through the power of the gospel.